1: oh no thanks i can't drink coffee late at night it keeps me up huh?
0: Fresh pot!
1: you're listening to the brenton on tour coffee cast brought to you by things that make coffee people who make coffee people who love coffee and maybe just coffee you have no idea who he is, but he's on the search for the best coffee in the world. So pour a cup, grab a seat on the john, and maybe, just maybe, you'll stop drinking shitty coffee. It's the Brenton On Tour Coffee Cast with your host, that guy you don't know. Here's BD. All right, I'm joined here by my good buddy, Darren Grieve. Otherwise, no one is danger in the Vancouver market. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm hanging out in uh, Indianapolis. Nice. uh in an in an odd place uh which is um where everything goes left yet it's a right state explain
0: that to me i know i'm not following you i get well, the right state i get the right state yeah it's a nascar oh thing. okay nascar <laughs> okay see i like drag racing a little better than the roundy round stuff
1: so yeah me too so there you go but uh, no one goes right over here they all go left uh <laughs> Welcome to uh, welcome to episode two, man. This is like, I don't know, this is a brand new thing for me. So, episode one obviously was about uh, coffee assholes, but episode two of the Brent, what's that?
0: Is that why you had me on here? I'm a ca- coffee asshole. Well, you didn't tell me which one you were yet. Okay. I had to go back and I- listen to so many choices. I don't know. I might have fit in with one or two of the categories. Well, let me tell you, there's uh, we all are one, so you just got to
1: pick one. Yeah, so we just got to figure it out, but that's why I have you here because I only surround myself with assholes. So this is the best way to do this.
0: <laughs> there you
1: go. So, so this is perfect. Um, so one of the things that um, is happening over here at DeanBlundell.com or over there, I guess, on DeanBlundell.com, is uh, the opportunity to create a whole massive, uh, you know, batch of content. And you know what better content to me than to talk about it is coffee. And, uh, we've discovered through this process that your love of coffee, um, which has probably gone on much longer than mine, but is just as strong. So I think this is a great way to start episode two, where we can pull in your love of coffee and my new discovery of coffee and bring the two stories together. But
0: I'll say that my this this level of being in love with coffee that I find myself at now it's actually only about a year and a half old for me it's still fairly new so we're both i'm I'm about a, I guess half a year behind you then because I
1: basically just came on board about a year and a bit ago February I guess of 2018 so yeah, you know so, we're
0: probably pretty close yeah no exactly so I mean did you? Was it for you, was it kind of like you already thought you were a pretty astute coffee drinker and you knew a fair amount about coffee? You didn't know everything about coffee, but you knew that you liked this type and there's good coffee and there's bad coffee and you're not going to find it at uh, McDonald's or Tim Hortons necessarily. But then you discover sort of this level of coffee that's out there that you never knew existed before. That's what happened to me. And I just had one sip. Of, of a cup of coffee that I had uh, somebody make for me in Gastown here in Vancouver at a place called Obad, And this guy was like a scientist putting this cup of coffee together. I'd never seen anything like it. And then the first sip, which you don't have with sugar or cream, you have it black. First sip I had, I was changed forever. I couldn't go back to anything that I knew about coffee. It was the weirdest thing. Well, I was not even a
1: coffee guy. And to our listeners, all nine of you, we'll try to make this <laughs> coffee uh, – cast you know not be paint thinner but the long story short is um i was never into coffee i was a five-hour energy drink guy which is unheard of in our business of touring and and rock almost every guy or girl that i know is on coffee but i never wanted to rely on anything i was backstage at a show in italy and it had an ely machine set up and i was I was like melting. I was so tired. We had done like three shows in a row and I needed some uh, pick me up and I had had a handful of espressos over the years. I thought, okay, I'm going to give it the college try. And they had an Ely machine there and I was hooked because Ely makes a fantastic espresso and that's coming all the way from the top. Even the top copy guys I know love the Ely espresso. So that's great. So that started it. And then it was an, es- it was sort of a espresso thing for a while. Right. Okay. Just espressos. And then I got out on tour in the summertime uh, and the head of security on that tour, he had access to the best coffee in the world. And so from that point on everywhere we went across the world, I got the best coffee in the world. Wow. And much like yourself, I was, it was right starting black and I've never mixed and I've never put sugar or milk or anything in it. I've gone black the whole way. And, um, and that's how how it started and now i'm screwed because i've gone right to the top and you know like i can't go back
0: so yeah no, I didn't. Uh, I, I, that day, that, that first coffee that I had, that was black because that's how we served it. Uh, but I have, up until this past weekend, I just came back from this trip, as you know, to Portland and Seattle. And a couple of the places that I went to there, I drank it black and thought, you know, I'm going to start drinking it black. I've been using oat milk because I don't like milk. So I use oat milk, but um, uh, I'm thinking that uh, I'm going to go all black now as of this past trip that I just came back from. So it's going to be new for me to do this.
1: It's a definite journey, and it's uh, it's something though. But I, I find that it's you know any of the the you know the, the competitions they have around the world, and yes, people listening, they have coffee competitions, which we've discovered. Um, there's a lot of things I've discovered on this, but uh, they do, and they're all black. So that's just to get to to, to the taste and yeah. to it, and yeah. so it's great. So that that was a, a discovery of like you know to to discover that out of nowhere and to wait 40 some odd years before you know it was in my life i guess technically 30 years i guess you're not drinking coffee at 6 but whatever i just basically <laughs> but i wait i, I wait and then, and then, and, then, and now it's been a it's been an amazing journey and um over our discussions on the, on the blunt down network we were talking about different ways to uh, come out swinging in Vancouver and create something really great. And we, and part of that was, you know, me discovering your love of the coffee as well through these posts that I was doing about, you know, coffee from around the world every day. So I haven't actually done too much in Vancouver coffee wise because I'm out in the burbs. You're down there. You love them all. There's revolver, there's parallel 49ers, all these different great ones that are down there. Where are you at right now in your coffee journey? At what, po- at what phase now that you're removing the oatmeal milk and uh, all the rest of it?
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I'm going to be drinking – I'll be using oat milk for my uh, for my espresso machine for when I make cappuccinos or flat whites or whatever. So I'll, I'll, there'll still be oat milk in the fridge, but I won't be using it when I make like a straight cup of coffee, whether it's a pour-over or an aeropress coffee it's going to be black from this point on mainly due to the fact that this trip that I uh, just took down to Florida to Florida to uh, Portland Oregon to go to this specific coffee roaster I brought back so many beans they taste so good that I just can't bring myself to uh, to put anything in the coffee I feel like it's doing <laughs> a disservice they sold me these beans in good faith that I'm going to use them properly This Did sounds you? really and for no. anybody that's kind of laughing right now compare it to wine or scotch it really is it really is like that and that's the amazing part. If you go to Europe
1: and ask for milk or sugar, like, you know, oh. in your coffee, it's just An like, insult. you know, it's out. You're out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a hell of a journey. Um, and you're, you know, you've upped your game as far as what you've got home. What are you working with machinery wise? So, you know, on those uh, stock car shows and on those fishing shows people are talking about you know i'm using this reel and i'm using this rod and i got some guys that are using the you know this wrench and a johnson rod for this or that or whatever johnson rod (laughs) (laughs) side failed episode anyway so
0: another day is here and you're
1: ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Um But what are you working on gear-wise and what would you, you know, how did you start with it? Because, you know, and where are you at now with your gear? Because I'm kind of in this hybrid zone of, like, organically doing it versus, like, machine doing it. So where are you at?
0: Yeah, and when I first got serious about coffee, I got a mocha pot, which is what, you know, all the Italian coffee makers, if they're not using an espresso machine, they're probably going to use the mocha pot. It's just a stovetop pot. Uh, So I started out doing that, and that's, again, sort of a, um, you know, there's no machine involved in, in making your cup of coffee there. That was a lot of fun, but then I started hearing about how wonderful the AeroPress was, and I heard about it for a long time thought, well, they must be expensive if they're that good. They're like $40. You can buy them at all kinds of different places. They're just made of plastic. They're actually made so that you can make a cup of coffee when you're out camping or hiking. So they, weren't, they just happened to make an amazing cup of coffee. But the idea was just for you to be able to do it out in the middle of the bush, still have a decent cup of coffee instead of having to tough out instant coffee while you're camping. So for $40, $45, this thing, I mean, you talk about those coffee contests. They have Aeropress contests around the world. And this is probably my favorite piece of, uh, you know, my my favorite coffee tool, uh, the Aeropress. But the other one that I've been playing with the last six months or so is a Chemex. It's just a glass. uh, Had one today. uh, you You know what I'm talking about. For people who don't know, it's what they call a pour over. So you basically pour the water into the filter and it drips down into this big... Uh, jug That That's what a pour-over is. And the the type I have is a Chemex just because it looks cool. And it was designed by this dude who was actually a scientist, I believe, back in the early 1900s. So it just looks really cool sitting on the kitchen counter. That's kind of why I got that. I kind of geeked out. As it turns out, it's a lot of fun trying to make coffee on that too. But if I'm going to make espresso or cappuccino, I have a Breville machine as well that I, I've been playing with. So... It's become a hobby. Uh, The cup of coffee is always great, but I enjoy the process of weighing out the beans on a scale and making sure the water is at the right temperature and whatever you have to do with the espresso machine. I still fuck that up all the time. Every, Every single batch of beans I bring home, you need to grind them a different way, so you waste a bunch of cups, but it's a fun process. It keeps me out of trouble, too. That's an interesting
1: incredible. one, and I I talked to Dean today actually about coffee, and he and he was like, I don't understand the process. He was happy with Tim Hortons or just you know uh, paint thinner, as we talked about, whatever gets him through. And I I've never been, and I find that a lot of the cases in that case is people are just into a bit of a habit, um, uh, or they're just you know they just need the caffeine hit. Where it's not really about the caffeine for me because I can drink it at eleven o'clock at night and still go to sleep. It's really about obviously everyone's individual tolerance, I think, but on the flip side, it's really about getting that taste, especially if you've got an infusion going on of different kinds of things that I think that like, once you get on the coffee culture side of things, it's over for you. You'll never be able to go back. And that's, my wife was like that too. She was like a, you know, cream and sugar and all the rest of it. And now she's on the AeroPress. I've been traveling with an AeroPress. I have one at home. (laughs) <laughs> people are like, what is this machine? Yeah. I got a up at all the shows when I'm making it. Cause people have never tasted it like that before. Cause it really does. It really does make one of the best cups of coffee you'll ever have. And now I'm rocking this new device from South Korea called a lever presso. One of the guys on tour saw me with the AeroPress press and then told me I needed to up my game. And, uh, so he showed me this lever presso, which is also basically for camping or on the go. Uh, it's not quite as efficient as the Aeropress as far as like quickness, but it absolutely makes the perfect espresso every okay. single wow. time it's amazing I and we you know I'm out here and uh, we've been using the corn coffee on this trip which you know they use as a drip and they sell it as a drip or or a fine grind but we tried it in the espresso uh, yesterday with the drummer from corn and he loved it. And, um, yeah. you know, he loved it. So it
0: was great. I saw you, I, I saw you playing around with that, uh, on a couple of videos and I saw the, the corn coffee as well. So, so you're happy with that. It makes a good cup of coffee, does it? It looks really cool. It is. It's a bit more labor
1: intensive than like, it doesn't, I, I can't bang out cup after cup after cup like I can with the AeroPress. I, the, I have to like take it apart, clean out the basket, really make it clean. It's not, I mean, right. I'm not, not complaining. It's just, it's one of those things where it's, it just takes you know, the process, as you said, of getting the beans and grinding them and weighing it out and doing the whole thing—it's—it's it's just a little bit more of a process than the AeroPress side. But uh, happy to have them both. They sent one to me for free. I'm gonna—I'm gonna hype it up as best I can because I really love it. I think it's fantastic. And um, they gave me one to give away, which we're gonna give away on DeanBlundell.com coming up. So nice. very, very cool. Um, so, and you were just down in Portland, hanging out. Yeah. What did you? Yeah, what, down, what did you bring back? What'd you get?
0: I well, I went down. We actually, my girlfriend and I, we planned this entire trip based on Proud Mary Coffee. They're a coffee roaster uh, that actually are from they're they're from Melbourne, Australia, but they happen to have opened one other location, and it's in Portland, Oregon. So. We said, you know what, we have to go down there. they probably one of the best coffee roasters on planet Earth. Uh, anybody that I've ever talked to that is, uh, you know, very knowledgeable in coffee, not like me. Uh, but anybody that's knowledgeable will say that at Proud Mary, they probably are, you know, among the best, certainly in the top couple on planet Earth. So they have this one in Portland. We designed this whole trip around it, and it was unbelievable. Dude, the coffee that you have when you're there. I came back with uh, four bags of coffee and a tin. And she brought back another five bags herself. So we dropped, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars in coffee beans and brought all this back here. But I have all these different beans. I just, uh, I just want to take another two weeks off so I can not, do nothing but drink coffee.
1: I uh, was down in Colombia this year, and people were like, "Wow, what'd you bring back?" And I brought back a whole mess of Juan Valdez, and nice. it uh, was not what people would think when you're in rock world touring with bands that you would be bringing back from colombia but this is the year 2020 <laughs> or 2019 so things are different you bring back coffee now
0: you know i have uh, i have a, a friend of mine who's from colombia he's from colombia and he was telling me it was really funny when they opened the first starbucks in bogota where he's from because the coffee that they have in colombia is very very good coffee as you know it's certainly beyond With not to knock Starbucks, don't wanna, you know, piss anybody off, but, you know, it's not, it's Starbucks coffee. He says it's really funny because, People in Colombia they don't really enjoy Starbucks coffee, but it's a status symbol thing to walk around the streets with the with the Starbucks cup in your hand. So they actually all will drink Starbucks now just because it makes them look like they are of a higher status than they actually are. So they're not drinking the good coffee their country produces. They're swilling down the Starbucks. Well, maybe their coffee is like the way our Canadian gas is. They got to ship it out. And then by the time they get it back,
1: they're paying, you know, four, oh, bucks, four, four bucks a cup. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, that's good, man. Uh, What's going on with you? Why don't you tell everybody what's happening, um, where they can find you, what you're up to? Uh, You're in the sky, you're on the air, and uh, maybe a touch on a little bit of history about where we're at with each other, and then uh, we'll wrap it up for you.
0: Yeah, we have a few things uh, that I'm up to right now. The the day gig, the regular gig, is uh, reporting traffic, so I fly around in an airplane. I'm not the pilot, but I have a pilot there who flies me around the lower mainland, in the morning and the afternoon to report on traffic crashes, which is kind of cool in a city like Vancouver, because the view is beautiful. I would think if you had this job in Winnipeg, no slide to Winnipeg, but it's just not as pretty, right? So we get some pretty awesome views up there. Uh, and then in between that I do a show for Whistler FM. Anybody that's into boarding or mountain biking uh, has probably heard of or been to Whistler before. There's a station there called 101.5 Whistler FM. Uh, they play cool music and I do the afternoon show there. Uh, and as well, I am putting together something here that hoping to get off the ground before too long uh another podcast i've done a couple in the past but i'm uh, i'm in the process of putting something like that together which i guess brings me to where you and i know each other from we go i don't know when we first met but we certainly go back a long ways and it's through music through me working at a radio station and uh you being the guy that would sometimes actually be the reason i would get into shows you'd have tickets and we knew each other uh just through those musical channels in vancouver
1: yeah, it's amazing uh, how it just keeps uh, moving around and everyone just moves around in different forms, but we all end up back together and uh, come together over coffee in the end. You know? Coffee and rock and roll, maybe kiss once in a while. Maybe. Awesome, my <laughs> man. Well, thanks for the time, Danger. Um, Danger is your code name, uh, but you can catch him at Darren Grieve. What's your handles, man? online
0: we will do yeah danger on air you can find me on instagram i think it's danger underscore on underscore air for instagram uh twitter at danger on air and on facebook you can find me there as well and there'll be more to come very soon
1: yeah i'm excited to hear about that uh, i know a little bit of inside information on that and it sounds pretty damn cool all right that's it for episode two of the I've co- uh, written on tour coffee cast. um thanks darren and we'll catch up soon my friend Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Take care. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga.